0: You're listening to Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet with your host, me, Brittany Wittig. In today's episode, Felicity Aaron returns to the podcast and we have a fascinating conversation about spiritual cults, discernment, and how to stay in your power in the spiritual space. So without further ado, here is Felicity. Felicity, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. I am so thrilled to have this conversation with you today.
1: No, thank you so much for having me back. I'm like really excited to sit down and have this conversation and see what comes up throughout it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun.
1: Um, So before we dig in, could you just
0: tell the audience um, who you are and what you do for those who maybe didn't catch the last episode last year?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name's Felicity, as Brittany said, um, and probably by you can hear by my accent, I am Australian and I live here in Australia. Um, I'm a mum. I but what I do is I do spiritual mentorship. I have a mystery school, um, which I'm adding more to soon, which I'm so excited about. But at the moment I have a membership that is designed specifically for women. And who are on the journey of self-discovery or just wanting to dive more into spirituality, more into their practices, and even just wanting to step into a space, a really safe space of sisterhood and community. And on there, we have so many things, including women's circles, which I'm just loving doing. And the feedback has been great on those. And I you know, I also do Tara readings for the collective. Um, I'm no longer doing personal readings, but um, for the collective. And I'm just someone that has been on this journey for a really, really, really long time, like about 20 years now. (laughs) And I'm just sharing through my life experiences and sharing from a place of what I've done and what has helped me. And if it helps someone else, amazing. And if that's something that they want to try, amazing as well. But that's basically um, what I do. In a yes.
0: Yes. So I am a member of Felicity's membership and it is fabulous. Felicity is so grounded in her spirituality, so loving in the way she shares and highly, highly intuitive. So I would highly recommend you check that out. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Um, so Felicity is the perfect person for this conversation today, because we're going to talk about spiritual cults, which I feel like there's been more and more about this in the news lately and discernment. And we're going to speak about this through the language of spirituality, because of course, if you're listening to this podcast, that is an area that you're interested in. And usually when we hear people talk about these spiritual cults, it's from this very academic, like I have a PhD in studying cult kind of angle, which is great and informative, but it's going to be really nice i think to put this into perspective um with some spiritual points of view because these spiritual cults i mean it is people in the spiritual community that get pulled into them so the the one that i wanted to use as an example because felicity and i recently talked about this we both recently watched escaping twin flames on netflix it's a documentary on netflix very very interesting um and What was really interesting to me about this is that when Felicity came on the podcast a year ago in January, 2023, we talked about not this cult. We talked about the concept, the idea of twin flames and how that has kind of become a very, what we thought to be dangerous and bogus concept in the spiritual community and spiritual spaces. So if you want to check that episode out and I would recommend it. It's called "You Are the One: Intuition and Conscious Relationships" with Felicity Aaron. So, just giving you that background. Um, so, let's dig in, Felicity. We're talking about spiritual cults, something like uh, the Twin Flames universe. That cult was just wild to me. Um, how how does this how does this happen? Or I guess maybe. Maybe if you remember, could you share a little bit
1: about that cult? I probably yeah, can So, too. yeah, it's, it's such a fascinating thing to me. Like I've always had a fascination with watching cult documentaries or learning about them and, you know, not, not even just spiritual cults, religious cults, you know, other types of ones as well, So, you know, such a huge broad spectrum. Yeah. But in regards to this one, you know, that was obviously it's around finding your twin flame. And this space comes from people who want love, just want to experience love, which is a normal human thing. And we all deserve connection. We all deserve to experience love. And so when people are on the path of, wanting to find somebody else. And depending on, you know, our childhood, depending on past relationships we've been through and any traumas, things like that, what we've been programmed with around relationships, what we witnessed growing up, that can be really embedded in the subconscious, but also within the nervous system. And so therefore, you know, someone can meet someone and they feel this instant, like, whoa, there's such a, I'm so drawn to this person. This person makes like, I I can't explain this. soul. it feels like a soul connection. I can't explain it. And then there's just a simple Google search. And what you will find is so much about twin flames and the biggest dynamic within Twin Flames is that running and chasing. And they tend to say it's the masculine that does more of the running, which would be like the avoidant, that masculine energy. So it would be the avoidant energy. And then the um, chaser is more the feminine, which would come from more the anxious energy. So if you're um, familiar with attachment theory, you understand what I'm talking about. If you're not familiar, I do recommend that you um, look into that. And it be a great way to learn about even like your own attachment styles. But through this discovery of the twin flames um, or the concept of twin flames, it can become a very slippery, dangerous slope. And then you want to find community because you might talk to someone in your um, friendship circle or someone that you know about it and they're looking at you like you've got three heads, right? And then so what you want to do is you want to find community. So you start looking for communities online and that's how you can step into these. But this particular um, cult through what we saw on the documentary is just like the manipulation that I just was witnessing the gaslighting it was insane. And yeah. these people who just wanted to feel love, to experience love, and they felt they had found it in this person who had said time and time again, like, you're not my person, or, you know, they were a really toxic, dangerous individual, very abusive. And they even encouraged people to stay in abusive relationships. There was that one girl where they encouraged her, even though this um person that she was interested in, kept saying, I want nothing to do with you. She, and I think, think there was even like a restraining order at some point and they still yeah. encouraged her to go. Like he, like he wants you, he's just playing, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, this is your person. This is who you meant to be with. And then it flipped to even darker at some point because, you know, they guarantee that you're going to end up in union with your twin flame. You can't guarantee that for someone. You can't guarantee that for someone. Like if a couple goes to therapy, the therapist can't guarantee that I'm going to fix your relationship and everything will be perfect and you guys will stay together. Like you can't guarantee that. And so obviously you you would have people start to question the leadership. You would have People start to question the concept. And then so it started to go into that space of they then started to say that they had channeled. Um, who was their twin flame and it was within the community. And so they started to put people together and even people that um, were, for example, heterosexual were being put with a, um individual of the same sex and saying that this is your twin flame. And some people were like, oh, my God, absolutely not. I'm getting out of here. And others really felt like, okay, well, they they must know what they're talking about and then going into that. So, and then if they said no, then again, there was just a lot of gaslighting, but I would, it just was, I was appalled. I was shocked. And I just felt such empathy for the victims in, in that situation, because that's exactly what, what they were. And if you've ever been gaslit before, I've had relationships where I had experienced a lot of gaslighting and you start to think you're going crazy and it takes you away from yourself where you no longer trust yourself. And then so you're disconnected from the body, you cannot feel the gut, you cannot feel the intuition, you cannot feel the, the inner guide saying, get the F out of here or no, you are correct, stand your ground. And um, so that was just, I guess, part of my experience with watching it, but I'd love to know yours. What, oh my gosh. And what your experience was.
0: Yes, absolutely. Just what you just shared reminded me of the thing. One of the things, there's a lot of things in the concept of twin flames that are super problematic, I think, in my opinion. Yes. Yes. Um, and the, probably one of the biggest is this idea that, um, there's a chaser and a runner, that there's this dynamic of the person who's chasing and the person who is running. And I feel like for me at the core of this, at the core of this, what's so creepy about it is that by assuming that someone is a runner, you are disregarding what that person says to you. Like the words that they say about how they feel and what they want, you're making an assumption that they don't really know themselves that you somehow know more you as the chaser somehow know more than what's going on in this other sovereign being. And Mm -hmm. in the, in the case of this cult and really the twin flame concept in general, like that in the, that is encouraged, like, no, they just don't know, just ignore what they're saying to you and keep going. It's really encouraging, like stalking. And then this, yeah. Yeah. And then this cult took it to the next level and like, really, really, really encouraged that. Yeah. To the point where that one woman, it was like a restraining order. Um, But what's interesting to me about the twin flame concept is I feel like it's setting people up for a cult because it immediately disempowers people. It's like you're the chaser is giving their power to the runner And I do find also the only people who are actually into twin flames, or I shouldn't say the only, but in my experience, most of the people who are into this concept are always the chaser, like the runners, the runners, I'm using air quotes, right? Like they're going to look at this and be like, no, I'm telling you, I don't want to be with you. You know what I
1: mean? Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. And, you know, I was one thing that came to mind, um, as you were talking as well was around the, the, the chaser and the, um, runner situation is it keeps people stuck in this cycle and this, um, high, like this highs and lows of the nervous system. Right. So especially if it's, someone who finds himself in a situationship or they you know find themselves in a connection with someone who could be really avoidant just within their attachment style and so it's not that they don't want connection but the feeling of closeness can then make someone run yeah. but the person that's then left needs to stand still in their own body and not chase and learn to find safety within, and to sit with those anxious feelings, um, which then wants someone to go and chase. And also, something that I that I see a lot is the person that again it d- does tend to be doing the chasing part, okay, of of the dynamic. They will say things like, "I I have to heal." for this connection to come together. Like, I'm, like I'm healing for the both of us. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we can't do that. We do our own inner work that then will bring us into alignment with the actual relationship that we want. Yeah. And that's not going to bring someone who said, I don't want to be in this relationship. Right into your life because eventually you'll actually grow out of it. That's the thing. Like on an energetic level and a maturity level and emotional level, you'll grow out of it as in you'll grow out of that alignment with that person and and that connection. And a lot of the time the so-called runner is in another relationship. And then that person who they're in a relationship with gets called the karmic person. So that's, that's his or hers karmic. And then meaning that, they will say that that person has to learn lessons like their divine masculine. It tends to be more the divine masculine that they talk about, but the divine masculine, sometimes the divine feminine, but majority of the times it's, it's the masculine. So yeah. they'll say the divine masculine, my divine masculine is in a karmic situation and I know he has to learn his lessons there, but I know we'll be together. I know we will. And sometimes they'll interfere with that connection or they'll keep chasing that person reaching out or they will, stay where they are, not reach out, but have this mindset and this deep thought of I will eventually come into union with that person. They will eventually see this. And I've seen in comments where people have written under posts that they've been on this journey and they've been waiting for 10 years. And that just devastated me when I read that. Because what that person, which that's their choice. Absolutely. Right. There's, and there's no putting shame on anyone here. Yeah. But to me, I think to myself, oh, that person within that time could have met someone that they would have, ha- could have had the most incredible soul fulfilling relationship with yes. because you can have it, what you feel a soul connection with someone that you're in a partnership with, but there's no running. There's no chasing. That that dynamic doesn't exist. Yes. Sure. Your childhood trauma might play out, et cetera, but you're staying together and you're working through that. It's that doesn't have the huge highs and then the huge lows with like no in between. Mm -hmm. There is peace. Sometimes you'll have your highs and just as life is, sometimes you'll have your lows, but there's not the extreme of it. And majority of the time you're just sitting there somewhere in the middle of feeling really content, unless you've experienced a lot of previous trauma where you will not feel content in the space of what is truly peace. And you'll take that as boredom or that'll bring in anxiety, which then, can then bring in a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because yeah. you might think, oh my gosh, everything seems too good to be true. The rug's going to be pulled from underneath me. And then you have the mindset of this person could leave me at any moment. So then you start to behave in a way that that's the case, which can then end up um, disrupting a relationship and bringing that relationship to an end, which is what you'd call a self-fulfilling prophecy. So there are so mm-hmm. many layers of this so many layers. And so when I, um, speak of, uh, conscious relationships, like in the previous one, Mm -hmm. um, the the previous podcast that we did, I myself am in a conscious relationship. I know that you are too, that, that you say that you consider yourself in a conscious relationship. And I've been in the past abusive relationships, highly toxic. And what it took me to get myself into a partnership that I'm in, so supportive, S- huge soul connection, such on a deep, deep spiritual level. And it's so full of great communication and just this beautiful like mirror of each other where we grow together, unlike the mirror, what they call like with the mirror situation within like the t- twin flame community, for example. But they're my mirror and they're showing me. But again, it's like you're not actually in that space of where you're coming together with that person and working on it together, right? In such a supportive, beautiful manner. And so to get from those toxic partnerships and relationships, I had to remove myself from that. I had to do such deep inner work and learn safety within my nervous system. And I had to rewire my nervous system on how it responded to a safe person. Because I remember feeling like, oh, I felt really content, or I would take peace um, of what was peace and feel like, oh, this is boredom, and and I just don't think like this person and I are actually compatible, right? Because there's no highs and lows, and that and that you know, um, and of what that does to the nervous system, which becomes really addictive, which. On a conscious level, you're not thinking about, but on a subconscious, unconscious level, it's there and that's the signals it's sending to the body. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm making sense there because it, it's such a, a complex um, you know, topic and concept with so many different layers. Yeah. But just from my own personal experience to get into the relationship I've always wanted of what just feels so just incredibly nourishing in every single way, not perfect at all, but incredibly nourishing. And supportive, that took a period of time for me to go into the depths of my inner world and to work through my father wounds, to work through previous traumas from very abusive relationships and to, again, just regulate the nervous system, to remove the trauma from my body that had been locked in my body and to move out of survival mode. I was in survival mode for so many years that my nervous system and my body was used to being in high stress, like flight and fight all the time. Yes. And so I had to bring that down into just that very, the nervous system is at peace. doesn't mean that we don't experience the fight or flight. That's our survival mode. We're meant to experience it, but we're not meant to stay there. We're always meant to come back down um, into the, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? With the nervous system, when it's just at the the very calm state,
0: I'm oh, trying to figure. Uh, yeah,
1: well regulated or well regulated. Yep, yeah. but the science term. But that's okay. Yeah, like yeah. So the yeah, so just neutral. basically regulated down to neutral. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that takes time. It takes work, um, and it takes a lot of self love and a lot of self compassion and stepping into high levels of self worth, so that yes. then you can come into alignment and I didn't even have it in my mindset of I'm doing this work so I can then meet someone it was I need to heal from a whole bunch of stuff and if I want the relationship at some point that I say that I want I need to work on myself because if I was honest with myself I had at the same time while attracting emotionally unavailable men I also was emotionally unavailable and when I was honest about that that's when a lot of unraveling in a beautiful way happened. So that's just, I guess, a bit of my personal experience there. Um, and just talking about the nervous system and the running, chasing dynamics that we've been going into there. Oh my
0: gosh, it's so powerful. Everything you had to say. Thank you for sharing that. Um, something that came up as you were talking was that in this running, chasing dynamic, the runner... Um, is giving their power away to, or rather the chaser, the chaser is giving their power away. So the person chasing is giving their power away to the person that they're chasing. They've decided that, or really to the idea of this person, they've decided that this person, by being with this person, it will save them, I'm using air quotes. Um, and that that's the thing that will suddenly, like a fairy tale, that will suddenly bring them into wholeness bring them into life if they could just connect with this person and what's interesting is i think on a deep level there's this is actually a very complicated avoidance of self and that's kind of what you were saying like in order to in order to actually bring like a beautiful conscious healthy relationship into being you you really need to be in touch with yourself. That's like an important piece of it. Both people need to be. And the yes. other thing that, yeah. And the other thing that came up for me um, is that uh, if let's say that you're chasing and you do actually catch, like let's say the the runner does finally say, okay, I changed my mind. I'd like to be in a relationship with you. You're still in a dynamic where you have handed all of your power to another human, to another person, and that's never healthy. It's not healthy no. for you. And it's not healthy for them. People don't dependency. Yes. Codependency. Bingo. Yeah. People don't actually want control of another sovereign being not deep down. That's not, no. that's a burden, you know, and for you, you, the person who was chasing, it's also, it's also not healthy. That's not going to feel good because you are judging everything about yourself in relation to another human being.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. And it also makes sense to me why this particular concept, the twin flame concept would lend itself to a cult because already at the very core of this concept is a handing over of your power. So you're primed for it
1: yeah so yeah exactly yeah it's 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 so fascinating and it it's interesting to see on a psychological level on how people do um, find themselves in in cults you know obviously there are situations where people are literally born into cults or they grow up in a cult um and but then there are situations where people are just on that on that journey. And it's, it doesn't even have to be a twin flame cult. It can be another type of spiritual cult. It can be um, someone on social media that has a big following. And of course, I'm not saying every person has a big following <laughs> on social media is is, you know, like somewhat of a cult. But it can be the fact that you have someone that tells you that their way is the right way, the way I think is the right way. This belief system I have is the only belief system that exists. You're wrong. I'm right. And if you do not take on what I'm saying, what I'm doing, and if you don't apply that to your life, then you're not going to grow, you're not going to evolve, you're not going to manifest things, you're not going to find love, you're not going to be able to um, you know, earn X amount of money, like what what. Whatever it is, whatever it is, if you find yourself taking in a piece of content or listening to someone like that in whatever form of way, in person, online, podcast, doesn't matter, that that's, that's, should have alarm bells going off in your body and you should feel that. And you should feel like oh, something doesn't quite feel right here. Trust that. Trust that because sometimes it's not going to be a big you know, message coming in from spirit or your intuition all of a sudden going, no, this person is A, B, and C. You need to step away. Sometimes it really is just this quiet, your body responding to it, like the somatics of your body going, oh, something doesn't feel right here. Like what is this? Whether it's in the gut where it's kind of like it's twisting or it feels like, I don't know, something in my gut telling me it's not right, or whether it's you're all of a sudden experiencing a lot of fear, right, because people use fear-based t- um, tactics all yeah. the time. Yeah, and shame tactics. All the time. Yeah. So then with the shame, then someone's going, okay, I want this person to accept me. I want them to think that, like, to validate me, to approve of me. And all of this just comes from our past. Yep. Right. That's just where it comes from.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so interesting. Um, I find that one of the things that can be a little tricky, I want to mention this specifically because now we're into discernment, which I love. Like what Felicity just described, that's discernment. Pay attention to what your body feels when you see something, when you read something, discern. And what I also want to say about that is that there can be someone, for instance, let's say someone that you follow online who has said so many things that have helped you. I mean, they could share wisdom that was really genuinely helpful. And then they say some things that feel really bad. Just because they said some things that were helpful doesn't mean that these things that now feel gross in your body are also true. So what I love about discernment is the discernment takes us out of this black and white polarized thinking. Discernment means there's a gray area. It means that someone can have some good ideas and still not be a safe person for you to be associated with. So that's yes. So use your discernment even in the people that you follow a lot. In fact, I recently just unfollowed someone who I had followed for years that had so many things to share that felt uh, useful and powerful. And then they made this post that was so dark and so fear-based and so shame-inducing that I was like, you know what? No, wherever this is going, I'm not going to follow.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's also the importance of not putting someone on a pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. Because as soon as you do that and then, and then that person like shifts in what they're teaching or they shift in a belief system and that's, that's their right. That's absolutely their right. But you do (laughs) not need to follow.
0: Exactly. You do not need to
1: follow it. In fact, I say, do not be a a follower in the sense of, again, like being a follower, whether it's to a cult leader or to, in any, in any, in so many different ways in life. Um, At the end of the day, all you're doing is disconnecting from yourself.
0: Yes. Oh, and isn't it, this just occurred to me as you said that, isn't it interesting that all of the social media uses the word followers? Mm, mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I've. I'm confident that that's not a coincidence. You know, yeah, there's no psychological angle to that.
1: Absolutely. And it's, you know, I always think with words, like, sometimes it's so easy to think, oh, a word is just a word. But if you go into much, much deeper depths of language and of words, it's actually kind of wild <laughs> when you start to do that. Um, I'm not an expert on it by any means, but it, it, the, just everything that you're saying here, like that's, that's there for a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. like Facebook's a bit different. It's like friend, right. Right. But Instagram is followers, um, you know, many other types as well. YouTube, Mm -hmm. you know, TikTok, things like that. You know, you have like, you have followers and, you know, I like to look at it as more as a community. Yeah. You know, as well. Mm-hmm. And and I think too, when you have a group of people, no matter how big or small, by the way, if there is someone there that puts themselves on a pedestal or puts themselves above everybody else, yeah. that can very quickly become a really unhealthy situation. Yep. And this is why I love women's circles, because there is it's like obviously when you do it online, we're not sitting in a circle, (laughs) but I'm very clear on the fact that while I'm facilitating a circle, I am not a therapist. I am not a guru. We are all equal. We all can tap into the wise woman archetype, meaning that we can heal ourselves. I'm not here to heal anyone. We're not here to interject into someone else's healing and giving unsolicited advice and things like that. And that's why I love the women's circle, because when you do sit in circle in the physical, like when you're actually together in the same room, it's a circle for a reason. Yes. There is no hierarchy. There is no that person that's that's above. Um, so, you know, I think that's just something else to think about when it comes to discernment is like you said, who you're following. And it's okay to click that unfollow button. It's okay. (laughs) If you know, and it's sometimes it's not even like a situation where you're like, oh, that person was really shameful or like, as in they were shame inducing within their message or fear-based. Sometimes it's just, oh, this person's going in a different direction. And that just doesn't feel a direction that I want to go in, but okay, good for them. But I'm going to like, just remove myself. There's yep. nothing wrong with that. Yep. It happens in friendships. <laughs> like, yep. like, it does. It happens in partnerships, has, it happens in friendships. Um, Absolutely. and Many other different things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, that's such a good point. Um, also, like to piggyback on that, it's not that, so this person that's using fear tactics or shame inducing tactics, they're probably not aware that what they're doing could cause harm actually. So I always, I give people the benefit of the doubt. And the other thing is in reality, I believe that nothing is a coincidence. So that those people might be there so that some certain group of people um, have the opportunity to learn something.
1: Absolutely.
0: And and so, but maybe for you, it's not time to learn that or you've already learned it and you're going to move on.
1: right no exactly right and look you know it's circling back to the twin flame stuff just that particular community within the spiritual and new age um community you have a space that of course people can go into and learn huge lessons. It could be the catalyst into their own personal discovery and their huge evolution, Yeah, but it's, there's so many different ways that we can experience self-discovery and evolution. And it does not have to be that it does not have to be that. And I agree with you. I, I really am someone that believes that there are no such things as coincidences. Um, and that sometimes, you know, Things are brought to us, and we have big experiences through them and lessons through them. Um, and of course, I'm I'm going to shelf any abuse here, okay? And victims of abuse because that's yeah. not what I'm talking about. So I want to be really clear on that. And but you know that these that these situations can be huge catalysts for our for our growth. Yeah. But I'm also saying we can do it in another way. Yeah. Fully giving your power away or finding yourself literally in a cult in a, or in a very, very dangerous, um, psychological, emotional, mental, um, and then eventually physical situation.
0: Yes. And I feel like the universe, like episode podcast episodes like this, the universe will design things so that this goes out to people that will benefit from hearing it. Right.
1: Oh, I completely agree with that. Yes, Absolutely.
0: Mm -hmm. So when you're choosing a spiritual guide, use discernment. So you, you want to look for someone who I think of this as being grounded, but the specifics of this would be, you want to look for someone who is not setting themselves above you as if, um, you're below them and they're going to teach you what you don't know. There's a phrase that some people use that I've heard in the spiritual community that I wanted to specifically mention um, that, oh, I'm just further along the path than you. And I think that the reason I want to mention that phrase is because I think it's a lot more subtle than some of the obvious red flag things that people might say. But when someone says to you, you know, I'm, I'm just further along the path than you. And so I can help you. That's actually implying hierarchy and it's, it's a subtle thing, but that tells you something about the energy of the person that you're going to be working with and where they see you and the, the guide client relationship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, a leader, a guide, a teacher should not only be doing their own inner work, but should hold the outlook that while they may be teaching and leading and guiding, they are also forever a student. Yes. And if anyone says, I have reached full alignment, I have transcended the ego, and they start talking only all in the spiritual realm, very disconnected from this earth experience, this human experience, the collective experience, that to me is a huge red flag. Oh, yeah. I need grounded spiritual people in my life. I need grounded friendships in my life. I need grounded romantic partnership in my life because probably because I have a lot of earth in my birth chart and I'm a very grounded person. Yeah. And, but of course I'm also connecting to spirit. I'm also all about the other realms, but I'm also very, very, very about the importance of staying connected in this body and to this human experience. Otherwise yes. you're going to go into disassociation. And that again, becomes a very dangerous game to, to, to your mental health out of yes. all honesty. And, and I've seen it time and time again with people that I know.
0: Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I, and I think it's
1: devastating to witness
0: for sure. Oh, I told uh, me too. Absolutely. And, um, I've seen that also, and I totally agree with you. I think keeping in mind when she, cho- when choosing a A guide, a spiritual guide of any kind, a teacher, a mentor. Um, it's one other thing to look for is someone who understands that really all of this is about the journey, not the destination. If, and of course people talk about, you know, what you're going to receive from working with them. And that's, you know, you are, you're, you're going to, but if all of the focus is on, if all the focus is on, um, the end point, if all of the focus is on a destination, on a goal, then that should give you pause, take a moment and just, just consider that because mm. really, truly our spiritual journey is about the journey. It's not about where we're going and enjoying Absolutely. the journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think that's the thing like even when we talk about you know um doing things like shadow work or you know he- healing the nervous system past traumas things like that which you know really just expands us. Um it it's really important to not get stuck in the mindset of like I have to experience pain to grow. Mm. Some of us that's been our journey, right? Yeah. That's literally been our journey, but that doesn't have to be everyone's journey. Right. And so we don't have to go looking for pain, or thinking that if I don't experience something traumatic or, or or painful, I can't grow as much as someone who has, or or I'm not going to reach that level of, you know, um, enlightenment, expansion, and I'm, that's in quotation there, absolutely. And so for me, it's just like make sure you take the moments to enjoy, and pause. There is such magic in the pause, in the stillness, in the present and learning on how to be in the present. And that is something I am still learning because from having a very chaotic past, it's I would disassociate a lot as a child, as a teenager, because being in the physical reality was too painful and too destabilizing to the nervous system. And so I learned disassociation. So then that can be really hard. If if, if you've had a similar experience, that can be really hard to be in the present moment. So it takes time. It takes learning. It takes self-compassion and a lot of self-love and making sure that we're talking to ourselves really kindly. Because some people it's super easy to get into the present and for others it's really difficult but yeah. if we take the pause and learn how to be in the present and really consciously in the present in everything that we do I don't mean just sitting there in stillness and doing nothing that can be a part of it but it can also be if you make a meal be really present as you're cooking be really present as you're eating that be really present as you take a sip of your tea your coffee your water be present in the friendships that you're that you're in, you're out with friend, you know, for a coffee, be present, be active listening. Don't get on the phone, right? Just be really active listening. And it's just through those small practices or being in nature and listening to the sounds around us that helps us get into the present. But really what helps us really get into the present is having a very regulated nervous system. So I'm all about the somatics these days and somatic therapy and nervous system work, because I've experienced a lot of different types of therapies, through, you know, Western and spiritual um, modalities and the nervous system work has been the most powerful for me, the yeah. most transformative for me.
0: Yeah. I would yeah. agree. I would agree. I think yeah. that it was when, it was when I started to dig into that, that I really started to see big shifts.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Huge shifts yeah, regulated nervous system is incredibly powerful, yeah, yeah. And to witness yourself in a situation where, in the past, you would have responded from a really dysregulated space and you're responding from a regulated space, like that is powerful to witness for yourself because it's like, holy shit. <laughs> I am that that is growth and not just it's 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 not even just about the growth. It's just about how, you can navigate something so calmly. It doesn't mean that we can't experience anger, by the way. Yeah. There is such there is such a thing as sacred rage. And that is something so important to express. We yes. can express it in a way that is um, healthy, right? Expressing healthy anger. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I think it just, and just to go back before as well, just to say that it is important to find the joy. It mm-hmm. really is. And to find the joy in the mundane and, and have experienced the joy on your journey. Cause we have our ups and downs and life happens and things happen, but to be able to just allow yourself and give yourself permission to experience joy and all the magic that life has to offer. It just, as I talk about it, like my whole body just lights up. I just feel it like my heart expands. Cause it's just such a magical feeling. And it's like, just allow yourself to feel that you do not have to always be in the pain to grow. There is so much growth that happens being in the joy There there really is so much growth that happens in that.
0: Yes. And that presence. And it's interesting, just the the conversation about presence. I just want to circle back because when you're present, that's where you discern from. You discern from the now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So that kind of ties it all together.
1: Yeah, it does. It's perfect.
0: Cool. So this, I mean, this has been a fabulous conversation. I'm sure everyone listening really enjoyed it. Um, how can people get in touch with you
1: and everything you share? I'll put in the show notes too. Yeah, sure. Um, so first of all, thank you for having me on. This has been a great conversation. Always love having these types of dialogues. And yes. um, so if you want to, um, see what I do and to see, for example, if the, if the membership for women is for you, you can head to into the fire mystery and read all about it there. Feel free to DM me on Instagram um, at I am Felicity Erin, and we can, if you want to ask questions, you can talk about it. But it just know it is a month-to-month based um, subscription, so you're not locked in. You can come in, you can try it for a month, see how it is for you. And I'm always about I want people to graduate from my containers, because that then means that. I've done what I've needed to do. Like I want people to graduate. And sometimes people are in my containers for a really long time. And sometimes it's a shorter time, but I always trust that people get what they need from, from, um, working with me. And I'm always learning through working with other people as well. So I really enjoy that part of it, but yeah, so you can contact me that way. I also have a YouTube channel. Um, again, it's Felicity Aaron and I do a lot of, um, weekly energy forecast updates on there and channel and, channeled messages on there as well There'll be more being added to my mystery school um with time and if you're interested in um mentorship okay in regards to psychic and intuitive development if that's something you're interested in just send me a dm and we can get chatting to see if you're um a a it, to see if we're a good fit for each other
0: Cool. perfect that sounds great okay and i'll have all that in the show notes so go you can just scroll down um and find that information Thank you so much, Felicity. This has been wonderful.